Hello, everyone, and welcome to 40 Days Higher Ministry. I'm Dina Davis, your enthusiastic guide leading you to the throne of grace for deliverance from depression. Um, Today, I want to talk to you about love and the depressive. So um, more specifically, the fight. So over the last couple of weeks, I've had a couple of conversations about the fight that depressives face, whether or not they're doing enough to, you know, reach that level of deliverance. And I just wanted to say that, you know, depressive, being a depressive has levels just like anything else. You, there's there's people who have a hard time, they're sad, they go through things, but they're not manic. Manic is another level. And manic is a level that is tough, but maybe they're not suicidal. Suicidal is another level. And there are people who are even beyond just general thoughts of suicide. Um, so there, there's different levels. And to say that someone isn't fighting or, or doing enough for their deliverance is an unfair statement. Because for a lot of depressives, just not killing myself today is a real thing. That's a fight. That is in and of itself a fight. Good job, Dina. You did not kill yourself today. Okay. That was a thought that I had many a time back when I was still struggling with that oppressive spirit of depression and especially that albatross of suicide, suicidal thought around my neck. What hopefuls, what the family and loved ones should do, the hopefuls, what they should be doing is praying and offering love. And so the thing about this is love never fails. So 1 John 3 and 18 says, My little children... Let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. We cannot just say, I love you, and then beat someone over the head for their actions or their lack of actions in your eyes. In your eyes, you may think they might be not be doing enough. You cannot throw them um, into the water and say, sink or swim. That's what I did. Well, that may have worked for you, but that does not work for them because they are a different person. They are, when you are fighting that spirit of depression, uh, fighting that spirit of, of suicidal thoughts, of, of um, that oppressive, oppressive place, and I will have another podcast where I will talk about what it is like to be behind those doors that the enemy creates for you. But when you're in that place, you don't see truth. Very rarely you see truth because the enemy has you secluded, isolated to the T and you are being fed nonstop lies. So how do you get through? How do you break through? So first um, John 4 and 8 says, he who does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. The very essence of who God is, is created from the very element elements of what love is. So to be a child of God, to be a disciple of Christ, we are to walk in love and love is not just a feeling love is just not not just words love is actions um first uh i'm sorry uh colossians 3 and 14 says but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection and he was talking about in that chapter he was talking about all the things that we're supposed to be walking in you know uh, uh meekness humility you know all these things that 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 God has laid out for us that Jesus represented in his time here for us as an example of what love is we have to above all those things 
put on love. Love is the one thing that is so easy and yet so hard. Because just because you care for someone, just because you love someone and you want to see them well, it does not mean that your actions are in in actuality. It does not mean you're, that they're they're representing love. So I want to give you an example. There's a devotional um, that someone gave me as a gift um, called The Word for You Today. Um, and this particular one was the December, January, and February um, version. And there is a devotional in here from February 1st that I'm going to read to you whose subject was love never fails. And the story is about a woman named Ann Sullivan. Um, but more specifically, the, the story is about Helen Keller. Helen Keller, as you know, was, um, someone who was deaf and blind and Ann Sullivan was the first teacher that she had in a long life companion and taught her all about language, reading it, writing it, speaking it. Um, eventually through Anne's tutelage, Helen Keller was able to attend school, some, you know, private schools and some public schools. She eventually went to Radcliffe College and to um, Harvard University and became the first deaf blind person to ever earn a degree. That is such an amazing, amazing accomplishment. And so I want to just read this to you and I'm going to read it to you verbatim. It says, love is a powerful force in dealing with others. And the Bible says that it never fails. Other things fail, but not love. Most of us have heard the story of Helen Keller, who became blind and deaf as a toddler after, after an illness, and yet went on to impact the world with her courage and kindness. But there is a story behind the story. It's about little Annie, who was locked in the dungeon of a mental institution outside Boston. The only place, said the doctors, for the hopelessly insane. At times, Annie behaved like an animal, attacking those who came close to her cage. At other times, she sat in a daze. But an elderly nurse, who held out hope for all God's children, began taking her lunch break in the dungeon, just outside little Annie's cage. She hoped in some way to communicate her love. And one day, she left her dessert, a chocolate brownie, next to Annie's cage. Annie made no response. But the next day, the nurse found the brownie had been eaten. So every Thursday, she brought one to Annie. As the weeks passed, doctors began to notice improvement in little Annie. After several months, they moved her upstairs. And eventually, the day came when this hopeless case was told she could return home. By that time, however, Annie was an adult, and she chose to stay in the, at the institution and help others. One of those she cared for, taught, and nurtured was Helen Keller. Little Annie's full name was Ann Sullivan. Since God loves us and never gives up on us, we must do that for one another. And that's the word for you today. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When I read this devotional, <clears throat> it brought me to tears. And it brought me to tears because I connected with that story so strongly. The fact of Annie being in that cage and lashing out to people who were just trying to help her. But she just, in her mind, she was tormented. And all that she could do was lash out in anger. She did not know how to receive the help. So a couple of things stuck out for me, actually, in this story. The first thing was 
the doctors called Anne hopelessly insane. They had given up. They, they basically kept her in that cage because it was a separation from the rest of the world for the rest of the world's protection. <laughs> that was not for Anne's. That was not for little Annie's protection. That was for the rest of the world to keep them from being harmed by little Annie. The second thing is that Anne attacked everyone that was trying to help her. And as I said, and it's, it's even so, so important to me that this happened with food because when I was staying at my sister Elisa's house, the first few weeks that I was there, I was literally like little Annie. I was like a caged wild thing in a cage. I was in her basement and I did not want to hear anything. I didn't want to have a conversation. Don't you dare talk to me about God. Don't you dare try to love on me. I just didn't want to receive anything. I wasn't taking any phone calls, not from my kids, not from my family, not from anybody. Even though I had unsuccessfully taken my life, (laughs) attempted to take my life, I was still suicidal. I was still a wild, caged animal in my mind. And Elise, with love, would just knock on the door and say, I got, I made something for you to eat. It's right out here. And she would leave it outside the door. And what she doesn't know, or what she didn't know at that time, because I think I've, I believe I've told her about this, I would cry. I would be eating, <laughs> sitting on the bed, eating the food, just crying because it was such an act of love. And that is what I needed in that moment. I didn't need a lecture, I didn't need a sermon. I didn't need to be beat over the head. I just needed love. I just needed I just needed someone to show me love, show me that they were not going to give up on me, even though I tried to give up on myself. That is why God is love, because that is what God does for us. He does not give up on us, even though we have given up on ourselves, even though the enemy tries to make us give up on ourselves. So for the hopefuls, you have to stand in the gap You have to be the person preventing the enemy from winning in their mind. So the third thing that stuck out to me in this devotional was the fact that after improvement, she was promoted upstairs. She was taken out of the cage and allowed to go upstairs and be around the rest of the normal folks, right? (laughs) Um, But that took some time. So that's the fourth thing that we have to realize here. It is a slow process. It took months. Each level took months. Months for um, for that nurse to get through to Annie with just a simple brownie. Months for Annie to respond with kindness and lower her defenses to for God to turn that heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And then the doctors say, okay, now you can come out the cage and come upstairs with the rest of the folks. You're still insane. You still, I don't know if we can let you out to the world. You still got issues, but you can come upstairs. You can come upstairs with the rest of us. Let us help you from up here. It took time. Those months became years. And by the time Annie was, the doctors felt that she was ready to go back into society. She was like, you know what? I'm good. I think I'm gonna stay here. I think I have, I have found a case of love so strong I want to give it back to someone else. Basically, and that is exactly how I felt. When God delivered me from depression, from that that albatross of suicide, man, let me tell you, I wanted to shout it from the rooftops. I wanted to run out to the streets and tell everybody. I still do. 
I still do. I want to tell everybody that you can find deliverance if you allow the the Lord to just come in to surrender. But guess what? The depressive me, when I was in that stage, I didn't want to hear from anybody. That is why I'm really talking to the hopefuls. You have to stand in the gap for them. Be that person who is praying on their behalf. Now, I yes, I'm delivered. I'm set free. But that doesn't mean I don't face tribulations and trials. That doesn't mean that I don't still have that muscle memory of, of reactions that I would take when I was a depressive. I have to pray against that. I have to fight against that every single day, every single decision. Every time someone says something that offends me, I have to go into warring mode and say, no devil, I'm not allow. I'm not allowing you to put that thought into my mind that they think this about me or think that about me or, or they're out to get me or whatever. It is just helpful criticism perhaps, you know, so I have to constantly fight. But when I was in a depressive state, anything and everything, everywhere the wind blowed, was another reason, excuse, justification why I should not be here. So we cannot be impatient with people who are depressed, who are fighting suicidal oppression. They are fighting in their way. They are fighting. We have to stand in the gap for them and fight the rest of the way. Next time, what I want to talk about is that depression prison. Um, But I hope that you have been blessed by this message. I hope that you find encouragement by this message. And just remember, be patient. Pray. Share your love for your depressive. Because let me tell you, baby, they need you. They need you. They need you. They need you. It took a year. Elise and Nasa prayed for me for a year. Three days a week. Two or three days a week for a year solid before God hit me so strong, I fell to my knees and said, Father, I surrender. So be patient, pray, and share the love of Christ that is in you. With that, I say God bless you, and I will see you next time. Mm -hmm.